Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. So great to see you guys. Welcome. Hello, hello. Great. Yo, we had um, we had this really a great time in the presence of God. Am I forgetting something? Something very important. It was his birthday yesterday. Huh? I think we need to sing for him. I think we can sing in English. Sorry? Can we just extend our hands towards him as we just pray just a blessing over him for the coming year. Father, we thank you for this gift from your hand. We acknowledge, God, that Yaku is here by your divine purpose. We just receive him as that. Lord. We pray that even as we get to just celebrate just another year around the sun on this planet, God, with Yaku, that we can celebrate him, that we can honor him, that Holy Spirit, we pray grace upon him. We pray that you would continue to give him the desires of his heart. That you would speak to him so clearly, Lord, that he would be even more sensitive to your voice in the coming year, that he would see your direction every moment of every day. And that, Jesus, he could just grow to walk closer with you, to know you more, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Cough. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> we got that out of the way. Uh, we, the other day we were um, talking about a lot of birthdays, and uh, my David's birthday and my birthday, and then Emily's birthday, like a month apart. You know, it's David, then a month, and it's me, and then a month, and it's Emily. And uh, the other day she asked uh, my mom, "How old are you, Granny?" And she said 75, but, but she's look, looking at her hand, fingers like this. <laughs> she says, how many, how many hands is that? <laughs> how many fingers? <laughs> Any case, uh, she's gotten into this habit. Oh, she's making up her own jokes now. She's, um, she's, she is quite funny, I must admit. Um, but we have this thing, we have this joke among our friends about um, Prince Lua. Prince humor, and um, so it's it's the, the authentic Prince humor is a little bit dry, and sometimes people don't get it. And then, but we always laugh at our own jokes, at least, you know. And she's got that; it's amazing. She's only four, but she does that. She makes up a joke, and she laughs, uh, even if all of the rest of us are just like, "What?" <laughs> 
Erika has been really enjoying it. We laugh more at her than we laugh at her jokes. She's very cute. In any case, um, it's a pr privilege to share the word this evening. And uh, let's pray as we do that. Father, we thank you for your word this evening. And I just come and yeah, just consecrate my heart to you, my words. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you'd minister to each one of us. And more than anything else, that your name be glorified. That your will be done in and through us this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, we've um, been three, we're in, in, in the middle of interesting times. And a couple of uh, these last weeks, I've chatted to a couple of people. And a couple of people have, have mentioned they either going through some kind of upheaval or they wrestling through stuff with the Lord, besides all the other stuff going on in the world, you know, just wrestling with God through things, big decisions. Um, speaking of big decisions, Paul got engaged this, uh, recently. <laughs> Congratulations, Paul. And obviously, Gareth and, and Laura. But that's old, old news. That's already old news. Am I, am I missing anybody? Is there anybody else? Uh, seems to be happening. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I've chatted to a couple of people going through, you know, big things, wrestling through stuff, making decisions, wrestling with God, hearing from the Lord, and, um, make, you know, going through adjustments and stuff. And I, and, I, and I could really relate with those, you know, talking with those people. And, and the Lord has been ministering to me in this area. So I just want to actually go on from a little bit from what we spoke about uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm going to read a lot of scriptures. Uh, I realized when I looked at the slides, it's quite a lot. But uh, we'll hang in there. I mean, we'll, we'll, get, we'll read a bit of scripture. Let's start with Psalm 37 from the ESV. And uh, we're going to read through quite a bit of it. Okay. Fret not yourselves because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. And the footnote there says, feed off his faithfulness. I love that. It's um, as if we can really just be nourished by the faithfulness of God. Amen. And uh, just to pause there for a moment, it's such an important thing that when there's a significant thing that happens in your life, when there's a breakthrough, or when, even if it's a small thing um, that maybe doesn't impact many other people, but you have experienced the faithfulness of God, then build some kind of a monument, you know. Remember something, write it down, or make a note, or take a photo, or find a way to make a monument, uh, to make just something that you can remember that moment by. Um, we found as a family... That in, in, in difficult times when we have to make decisions or when we're wrestling with God about stuff, it's so powerful to just glance back on our road as a family and to see those, almost in your mind's eye, to see those monuments of the faithfulness of God. I mean, so it's a really a great habit to, to build those monuments um, and to remember. And then he goes on, he says, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. Another translation says, then, He will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. 
Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the one who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It means do not worry. Okay? It tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Those who wait on the Lord. The steps of the man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I've been young and now I'm old. Uh, skipping to, skip to 23, 24, uh, 25 now. I've been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He's ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. To 30, the, the mouth of the righteous utters wisdom and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. And then on 39, the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. There's a lot in there. And I want to really encourage you to go and just meditate on that a bit. It's really encouraged me as well. But if you are experiencing this kind of season of wrestling with God, of a lot of adjustments, of, of making decisions, um, and you know, sometimes we sit with this bit of apprehension. What's coming? What, what lies ahead? We, we don't know exactly what life is going to look like. We, we, there's this, uh, um, early in my walk with the Lord, I've, I realized that a lot of the fear we experience is um, often a fear of the unknown. It's, it's that fear of, I don't know what's going to happen, but at the same time, we, we have this knowledge that He does, and that God does know what's going to happen. I was trying to explain this to Abigail the other day. It's amazing how children challenge you in terms of your faith and your doctrine and the Word, because now I'm trying to explain how God is not inside of time. How do you explain that? <laughs> and I said to her, you know, it's, it's like the look, God can see the beginning, I took a pen, you know, you can see the beginning of the, of the time and the end of the, you know, the, like we can see the pen now. He can see it from the side. He can see all of time. She was like, okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, to, to, um, to have this confidence that he does not change. I mean, that even when we wrestle through these things. Oh, yes, I was going to say that, you know, we struggle with apprehension. We struggle with fear of the unknown. And when that happens, because it does tend to happen, don't fall under condemnation, all right? The enemy wants to, wants to then put a condemnation on us. You're, you're afraid. You've got fear in your heart. You're not really a good Christian, you know? Um, and then he, we just, you know, go into a downward spiral. But know what to do with that, to, to come to a place where we can yield it to God. I love that, that place where in Scripture once or twice where Jesus asks someone, do you believe? And then the one guy replies and says, Lord, I, I do believe, but help my unbelief. You know, so there's a little part of me that still is not believing, but help me in that bit. Uh, so we, it's such a blessing when we're able to say, Lord, I, I believe and I trust, but help me in this bit where I'm afraid. Help me in this bit that I'm anxious about. Okay, And uh, I just want to read two quick examples um, of great men that we admire that also went through difficult things. So just briefly, Joshua chapter 1. Um, we see that Joshua, 
is taking over. And I, I just, obviously, we read this, I've read this a lot of times, but I just realized again, Joshua, you took over from Moses. Isn't that intimidating? Moses, man, he's like Moses. He's like that guy. Now you have to, I have to follow in those footsteps. Imagine the poor Joshua was like, man, how do you do this? <laughs> but this is probably why God spoke to him so clearly. He said, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, he was Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all these people, into the land that I'm giving, you, giving to them, to the people of Israel. Verse 5, it says, No man shall be, able to be, shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Isn't that powerful? He, said, he reassures him. He says, Don't worry. <laughs> I'm with you. But then he repeats himself a lot. He says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause the, this people to enter the land that I saw to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according all, to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Um, Notice that that's a bit of a theme in the scriptures reading today. The word in your in our mouths, the Lord, uh, the, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but um, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. That's a good thing to make a note of. Eh? We we want to be prosperous and have good success. Have I not commanded you? And then he says it again. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So even a, a, such an amazing, powerful man of God like Joshua must have been wrestling with some kind of fear. If the Lord has been saying, you know, to say this to him so many times, be strong, be courageous. Do not be afraid. I am with you. Um, in a similar way, the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 18, verse 9, is, the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you. No one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. Even that great man, the Apostle Paul, even that man who wrote so much of the Bible we have today, even that man who who experienced so much of the power of God, must have wrestled with some kind of fear and some kind of anxiety. So we're in good company, I mean. But uh, they don't deny it. They don't just um, make like it's not there, but, but bring it before Him. I mean, bring it before God. Yield it to Him. Allow Him to, to take it from you. Allow Him to deliver you from it. So one of the big ones is the fear of the unknown. Um, and in that... We have such a confidence and such a comfort that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Even when we get our heads around that, that fact that He knows the beginning from the end, He knows, He stands outside of time, and He already knows what's, what's coming. That's, it's, it's, it's a bit daunting on the one hand, but at the other, on the other hand, it's so comforting that to know that the one I listen to, the one that we follow, um, knows what's coming. Amen. But one of the things that the Lord challenged me with as I was preparing is that he said, I felt that he's saying that often we, the reason why we 
wrestle with fears because we, we can't hear his voice about stuff. Amen. Now, that's, that's a bit of a challenging situation because when we allow fear in our hearts and we don't yield it to God, it's very difficult to hear God's voice because it takes faith to hear God's voice. Amen. So those don't go well together. Faith and fear oppose each other. But when we come to a place where, Lord, I repent, I have this fear thing. Please take it away. And then we can actually listen with faith. And that's the other thing I felt God saying that um, we struggle to hear Him, but we also struggle to listen. And often that is because we have gotten so used to depending on our own wisdom, depending on our own skill or our own experience. We've come, you know, some of us, you know, have systems in place for stuff, you know, schedules and plans and stuff. <laughs> and we've come to a place where we're so well organized that we've organized God right out of our lives. Okay, now, I'm not saying it's good not to be, to be disorganized because I tend to be disorganized. <laughs> My wife is very organized, so we meet each other somewhere in the middle. But... Um, I'm not saying you should be disorganized. I'm saying that, that our plans and our schedules and our way of doing things shouldn't come to a place where we exclude God from our planning. Amen? So I felt God saying that, that we need to be to guard against leaning so much on our experience and our wisdom and our planning and our schemes that we actually miss what He's wanting to do. And we actually miss inquiring of God and we actually miss, we actually don't listen properly to what he wants to say. I was chatting to a friend uh, last weekend and he, he was saying, you know, when, if, we, if we trust in God for something, but it takes a lot of, he called it gymnastics, it takes a lot of extreme effort, <laughs> physical, mental, emotional, spiritual effort to make it happen he says it's probably not from the lord if we have to really work so hard and push and just force something then it's it could there's a good chance it might not be from the lord and then, then philip reminded me of something last week also really encouraged me he said if if it's of god if, if god is not in it i think it's what he said <laughs> i'm misquoting him if, if god's not in it um, then you won't be able to make it work. But if God is in it, you won't have to make it work. Amen? You won't have to make it work. God makes it work. Amen? So that really encouraged me. But, um, so let's just help yeah, God against it. I want to read from, um, before I read from First Corinthians. So in this place of listening and hearing God and not hearing Him and Fear, fearing the unknown, not knowing what's coming. We have this confidence that He's the same. I mean, that He remains faithful, that He's unchanging. And um, I was reminded of this, uh, just, you know, how we see God's faithfulness in creation. Isn't that amazing? Uh, we spent some time in the bush this last week. Um, and I, I just, I don't know, it's such a blessing always for me. I love to be in creation. It just helps me to get perspective about things. And it's so cool to see God's faithfulness in creation. 
And I remember that uh, I did a wedding once where there was this incredible uh, view at the ceremony. And what often happens in situations like that is the pastor doesn't see the view because he's looking at the people and the view is behind your back, which is actually not a bad thing because if you get boring, then at least the people have something to look at. You know? Any case, so I was preaching along and um, I've, I just... Uh, I just had this on my heart that, you know, God is so faithful and His faithfulness is visible all around us in creation. I was talking about that and how He, you know, reminds us of His promises in, in creation. And I thought, yeah, the people are touched by what I'm saying. I was like, that's amazing because obviously somebody was crying and I thought, wow, I didn't think it was so deep, you know. And it was like, in any case, and then later somebody said to me, while I was saying that, that there was a massive rainbow came, was formed on the horizon. <laughs> Obviously, very actually, such a significant moment, especially for the couple that was getting married, but I was oblivious. I just thought, in any case, I thought the anointing of the Lord is upon me. In any case, but it is such a blessing that the Lord is actually confirming His word. Amen. Um, His faithfulness is visible all around us. And uh, let's, let's read from 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from... Uh, Verse 4, this is um, Apostle Paul writing. He says, My message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so that you would trust, not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Yet when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or the rulers of this world, who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God, His plan that was previously hidden, even though He made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what the Scriptures mean when they say, so just pause there. So he's talking about the distinction between the, the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God. And now he says that that we need to understand that the the wisdom, the mystery of God, the wisdom of God is not the same as the wisdom of the world. But then he goes on and says, No eye has seen, nor no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. We love the scripture. We quote it a lot, and we stop right there. And if we stop there, it often feels like I, I at some point felt, oh, that it's amazing, but that feels like blind faith. We heard of people speaking about blind faith, but I believe God does not require blind faith from us, because we serve a God who has proven Himself faithful over and over and over and over. And has demonstrated his love through the cross. Amen. And that's another reason to build those monuments to remind ourselves that he is faithful and faithful again and again. <laughs> Amen. And uh, and it, if you in this if you hear this evening and, and you're feeling like following God is it feels like walking blindfolded and just kind of feeling your way through the dark. I really believe God wants to minister to you. Because I believe it's not meant to be like that. 
And I'll just, let's read the next bit. He says, so we read this and we think, wow, that's amazing. No eye is seen, no ear is heard, no mind is imagined. But then he says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. In other words, it says that he has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. That's, that's quite a lot, isn't it? <laughs> And it says here that we should understand, that we should know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. So if you're in a place of frustration, or if you're in a place of wrestling with God, I want to encourage you to hang in there. Hang in there. He wants to reveal His plan. And it, just a footnote here, He doesn't do it all at once. Okay? He doesn't show the whole plan at once. <laughs> I think that's probably good for us. But he shows us exactly what we need to know for the at the right time. And I know I'm also the I'm also the plain to say, Lord, it would be it would be really handy to know just a little bit, a little bit more. <laughs> it would be really great. But often I get the sense later on I get the sense that he was protecting me, but not showing me the rest. I mean. But he is faithful to show us. He wants to reveal to us by the Spirit of God what He has prepared for us. He wants to direct our way. He wants to show us what He has prepared. He wants to step by step lead us in what He has prepared for us. And let's read that last bit. When uh, we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Again, distinction there. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. And I believe that's what God is laying on our hearts tonight. Part of what He's saying is that do not completely throw out the wisdom that is from the world. Don't, don't not budget, for instance. Don't disregard all the studies, the knowledge, and the blessings you've gained from your studies etc but but bring it into subjection to the wisdom of god amen bring it into subjection to god's order and understand that when someone that's not spiritual gives you advice or when someone that gives you direction or advice that's not hearing from god then yes listen to the advice but then understand that they will not understand spiritual things if they're not spiritual. Does that make sense? I have to often remind myself of that um, because I have people around me that I really trust and I love dearly, but even yesterday I was chatting to a friend and I, I want to hear, I want to get advice, but at the same time I must discern what is godly and what is not. Amen. To really discern what is, what is God saying to me through this person. Okay. All right. So even while we're wrestling through stuff, while we're hearing from God, while we're not clear, we, we don't have all the information God is showing us step by step, we can have a confidence in the Spirit of God that is in us and through us. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead. Amen. Um, 
I mentioned I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that uh, my son David, who's turned seven now, he was filled with the Spirit just a while ago, and uh, I've just been so enjoying watching him grow um, and how that has changed his the way he relates to Scripture, the way he just the way, even the way he prays. Although we're working on that still, he's not so keen, but. Um, um, you know, he practices praying in the spirit every night. He says, yes, he practices at, at, at school as well. I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. <laughs> but he does it softly, apparently. But um, the other night we were with friends um, and uh, in Bella Bella, and uh, the, the kids were going to s- sleep in the tent on the grass. Um, and uh, it ended up, ugh, long story, but it ended up he was on his own in the one part of the tent, and just before going to bed, he was something happened, and he was really upset. Now, I love this, this son of mine so dearly, but he can get into a state. He can get really upset about stuff, you know. And he, he was in a state like that, you know. And I was trying to console him. I was trying to encourage him, and I was trying to get him to calm down. But it was futile, it seemed. And then I said to him, listen, this is what we're going to do. Because I couldn't leave him like that. He wouldn't sleep, you know. I said, listen, what are we going to do? We're going to pray in the Spirit for a couple of minutes. And then we prayed. I said to him, you can do it softly, but just let's pray in the Spirit. Let's pray in tongues. And, and I explained to him that when we pray in tongues, we, we bring our, our emotions and we bring our whole being into line with God's order. And we prayed in the Spirit for, for a bit. And you, you, it was amazing to see how he calmed down. And I thought, Yo, if I could have learned this when I was seven, that would have changed my life, you know. But just the, the principle of, of knowing that we, our emotions are from God, it's, our emotions are a gift from God, but if my emotions are all over the place, I need to understand that I can bring my emotions into, into order. Amen. I can, the, the, word of, the word speaks of, um, is it in Hebrews, where it speaks of the, the hope that we have in God being an anchor for the soul. You know, our, our soul and our emotions need to be anchored in Christ. And it was so powerful to see him get that, to see, well, I can pray in the Spirit and I can bring my, what I feel into, into God's into order. Isn't that amazing? So um, I want to encourage us with the same thing. If a seven-year-old can do it, we can do it. When we are afraid or when we are panicking about stuff and when we are when our emotions are all over the place, to bring them into subjection to Christ. Amen. Just pray in the Spirit, or just to yield them to God. Say, Lord, yo, this is out of control now. Be still, my soul, as David wrote. Be still, my soul, because I will yet praise Him. I will yet hope in Him. Amen. So we can bring our soul and our bodies into order. Into, into God's order. Amen. All right. And I want to encourage us, um, if you feel like you're following God at the moment, it's like almost blindly walking or just feeling in the dark, I really believe He wants to, he wants to minister to you this evening. All right. I want to close with Deuteronomy 30. Um, from verse 8. Something that really encouraged me um, recently. 
And this is the same scripture that is quoted in Romans, that Paul quotes in Romans uh, chapter 10. And he speaks about us um, calling on the name of the Lord that we save, the word being in us. And anyway, from verse 8 it says, And you shall again obey the voice of the Lord and keep all his commandments that I command to you today. The Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your womb, in the fruit of your cattle, in the fruit of your ground. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you as he took delight in your fathers. When you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes that are written in this book of the law, when you turn to the Lord with your, your, your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And then... the. But I want to focus on, for this command that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. Isn't that powerful? He says it's not far. That thing that you're wrestling with God about, that answer that you're trusting for, that thing that, or that um, it might not be what you're looking for, but the, the word of the Lord for your situation is not far off. His presence and His power and His word for you is not a far off. He says it's, it's very near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. When we position ourselves in the Scripture, when we position ourselves in the presence of God and in His in the in presence and His through the Spirit in His Word, when we position ourselves in thanksgiving, we are able to have confidence that His Word is close to us. You know, we see in the ministry of Jesus, we see this so often. He speaks to people, and even when he tells the disciples to go and preach, he says to them, go and tell the people that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's not far. It's close. It's accessible. It's not something that's far off. It's something that is accessible. And through the blood of Jesus, it's accessible to every soul. Amen. And uh, if you're feeling like this, if you're feeling afar off, I want good news for you. That it's near. It, it takes for, all it takes for us is to draw near to Him through the blood of Jesus. The Lord is, the Word is very near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. So that we can walk in obedience. And my, my one of the questions, one of the things that I want to challenge with us this, with this evening is, what is God's word for you in this season of building church again, building His church alongside Him? God is Jesus. You know, Jesus says, I'm building my church. I'm building, and the gates of hell will not prevail. I will build my church. And we have this amazing privilege to build with Him. So I'm asking, what is, what is the word of God for you? Where is he calling you to build? Where is he calling you to invest into? You know, maybe who is he calling you to invest in? Which area of building church is he calling you to take ownership in? It's not 
a far off concept. I mean, it's close. He wants to speak to you about this. Okay. What is his word for us regarding building his church? Okay. I want to close there. If you could stand with me this evening, are we going to spend a few moments to pray together? Just to reiterate this last bit that the three areas or the four areas I feel that we need to position ourselves in is firstly this position ourselves in the spirit which we mentioned to by praying in the spirit, by spending time in his presence, to to commune with the Holy Spirit, to position ourselves in the Word, um, to position ourselves in the way that the Word is in our hearts and on our lips. Amen. I, it's so powerful that often when, when I'm seeking God about something, somebody would send me a scripture, or so, somehow it, the Word will arrive, and I know this is what God is saying. But then it means, it means our ears need to be open and we need to be in the, in the Word. Okay? And then position ourselves with thanksgiving. I really felt God saying that because thanksgiving is one of the keys for us to be able to hear what He wants to say. Especially if you're wrestling through difficult things. Especially then. When it's not, when it's not your first, when you're not feeling like rejoicing. When it's not... I feel like I'm, I'm just so thankful. When you're not feeling thankful, that's the most important time to be thankful. <laughs> I know this is not good news. But when you're not feeling thankful, that's when we need to choose to, to give thanks. When your soul is, is not feeling blessed or to be able to rejoice, that's of the most, most powerful time to say, Lord, I choose to give thanks to you. Now, often when we pray with the kids, Especially with, like I said, David, some, for some reason he's not so keen on praying with, with his sisters. I say to him, what, what, you want to pray something? He says, no. I say, okay, but what are you thankful for? No, he doesn't know. <laughs> and then I, then I have to really just encourage him. I say, but just, just take a moment to think. Because there's always so much, amen? Always so much that we can give thanks to God I almost forgot we're going to have communion, so if the guys can start handing that out so long, that's going to be great. Thanks so much. So we position ourselves in the Spirit, in the Word, in thanksgiving, and finally we position ourselves in, ourselves in fellowship. So I want to encourage you, if you're not yet in a small group, that is a great opportunity to grow in our faith, to grow with fellow believers, to, to support one another, to encourage one another. To, sometimes iron sharpening iron, sometimes, you know, we challenge one another a little bit. But that's such a precious place. It's a safe place where we can grow. I mean, so if you're not in a small group and you have a desire, even if you're listening in on Zoom and you're not a, on a, in a small group, please contact us. I don't know it's a small group will be a blessing for you okay. to be positioned in fellowship. Okay.
just going to give a moment for everybody to receive the communion. take a moment before we take communion to just for each person just in your own words just where you're standing to bring your heart before God if there's, a, if there's a, any crackers left I don't know if, if um, Carl's got have you got for him that's, that's very kind I just need a cracker you know thanks so much sorry thanks thanks Vika you can just throw one anyways um <laughs> Just uh, let's just take a moment and bring our hearts before God, um, especially if you're wrestling with something. Especially if, um, even as we prayed before, as we were worshiping, I mentioned it then. But if there's something that's weighing you down, if there's something that's just it may maybe weighing heavily on you. I just feel there's such a grace this evening, just to yield it to Him again. Often it feels like we have to do it a lot. You know, we have to do it over and over. But uh, I just want to. So, let's just take a moment before we pray, just to bring our hearts before Him. And if there's something that maybe, if, even if there's something that you feel is standing between you and God, a situation or a, something that you feel convicted about, why don't you just bring that before Him as well? Just repent if you need to repent. Just say, I just ask for his forgiveness. Um, just take a moment now. over every heart, Lord, in Jesus' name. I just think says, before we pray for the communion, if, if you're here this evening and you're feeling far from God, if you're here this evening and, and maybe right now you don't, you're not sure about eternity, maybe you, where you are at right now you feel far from God and and you're not sure of your salvation. I really believe this evening God wants to give you that assurance. And I really believe that if you have a desire to draw near to Him, that He's waiting with you. If, if 
is waiting with open arms as a father to receive you. If you're feeling far from him and if you know this evening that, that you are not right with God, then he, then he is extending an invitation to you this evening to come to him, to receive a gift of salvation, to receive the gift that he has purchased for us through the blood of Jesus. Jesus gave his life on the cross. He paid with his life the price that we were supposed to pay. He paid for our sin. He paid so that we can have fullness of life. He paid with his life so that we may have fullness of life, that we may have eternal life, and that we may have relationship with the Father. And if that's your desire this evening, while every eye is closed, if it's your desire to know him and to draw near to him and, and to, to commit your life to him and to turn away, to repent of your sin and to follow him as Lord and Savior, uh, I'd love to pray with you just for a moment. While every eye is closed, if that's you this evening, why don't you raise your hand just for a moment if you want to pray with me about that. Is there anybody? Father, we thank you for the, the body of Jesus that was broken for us. God, we, we can't fathom, Lord Jesus, what you, what you went through, being punished, being beaten, tortured, literally your body broken, so that we may have health and life and this evening as we take this bread, Lord, we take it as a, in remembrance of you, we take it as a reminder, Lord, that, that you have paid the highest price. And there's nothing that can be added to that price. And we thank you that your broken body means that we have fullness of health and fullness of life. And fullness of provision for any imaginable thing. You have made provision through the broken body of Jesus Christ. We thank you for that, Lord. And in right now, in the name of Jesus, as we do this, as we celebrate the broken body of Christ, we thank you for your provision for every soul in this place. We thank you for a provision for every part of this church family, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your provision, whether it be health-wise, whether it be financially, work-wise, whatever the, the need is, we thank you right now for the the broken body of Christ, and we receive your perfect provision for every part of our family, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We celebrate you. We thank you for your faithfulness. Let's eat together. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us on the cross. We thank you, Lord, that the blood of Christ ran down, it dripped and ran, ran down the cross and it seeped into the ground, into the soil. And it's literally still there today. The blood of Jesus shed for all mankind. Speaking of the forgiveness of sins, 
speaking of new life in Christ. Thank you that you shed your blood for us. Thank you that you paid the price that we couldn't pay. And thank you, Lord, that in Christ we have forgiveness of sins, that we have new life, and that we have new hope in you, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you that you deliver us. Thank you that you heal us. Thank you that you set us free. And as we drink this, this juice, as we celebrate your blood, we thank you for the resurrection power of Christ. Thank you that you not only died, Lord, but you rose from the dead, that you overcame sin and death. And that same power that rose Christ from the dead is in us. And that thank you, Lord, for the resurrection power in and through our lives, God, for your glory. In Jesus' name, let's drink together. Thank you, Lord, that the blood of Christ is sufficient for our, our every situation, every crisis, every impossible situation. Thank you that the power of your resurrection is sufficient. Thank you that the blood of Jesus is sufficient for every soul that has ever lived. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that is sufficient for our city, Lord, for our nation. Yes, God, for our communities, every community represented here, we thank you that the blood of Jesus is sufficient for every soul. In our families represented here, in our friendship circles, Lord, our workplaces, thank you for every soul that still needs to be saved. The blood of Christ is sufficient. And right now, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would stir in our hearts again passion, Lord, to see those souls come to you, to see the power of your salvation at work in those that you've put around us, God, in Jesus' name. And I pray that even as we celebrate the cross this evening, Lord, stir in our hearts that we would seek your face, that we would hear from you what is your word to us in, in this time of building, Lord. How would you want us to build each one of us is here for a reason. Each one of us, Lord, you've, you've appointed, you've put here for a reason. In this new season of building, Lord, and building your church, Lord, we thank you that you stir our hearts with a passion for your name, a passion for your house, a passion to build, a passion to see your kingdom come. In Jesus' name. And we open our ears. And even as we pray together, even Mondays, even tomorrow as we fast, Lord, that you would speak so clearly into our hearts, Lord. And I'd sense there's some here this evening that feel that I'm not part of that. But tonight there's an invitation to be part of what God is doing. Tonight there's an invitation to, to be a part of what He is building. Tonight there's an invitation. I believe the master builder, the chief shepherd, the author of salvation is inviting us again to come alongside Him, to build His church, to build His kingdom, to see His kingdom come in our city, in our nation, in our communities, in our families. And if you're feeling you're not part of that, I want to pray for you afterwards. I want to encourage you to come forward because I believe each one has been, in, has been invited to join. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word this evening. We thank you, Lord, for hope in every heart in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you stir our hearts with a, a desire, Lord, to seek your face 
a desire, a confidence, a confidence that you will speak your word in its, in its season, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your word is near us, Lord. It's in our hearts. It's in our mouths. And I thank you as we go from this place, even for that you stir in our hearts a, a desire, a hunger for your word, a hunger to seek your face, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm just going to close this service now, but I specifically feel that if, you, um, if you're wrestling with something, if you're wrestling with fear of apprehension, I would love to pray with you. Um, if, you, feel, um, if, you feel, if you're in that place where you almost feel like you're feeling in the dark, then I'd also love to pray with you. So if, if that's you, or if, if you need any prayer for anything else, I'd love to pray with you. So please come to the front as... Um, as we might just spend a few minutes to worship, please come to the front. Maybe spread out nicely. We'd love to pray with you. And uh, if you have any other prayer need, join us in the front. Or if you have the liberty just to share with somebody next to you, pray with them for a moment. Please do that. Thanks so much for being here this evening. Thanks so much for joining. I really hope to see all of you guys tomorrow evening. And... Uh, so excited for this next season so thanks for being here if you need prayer come to the front otherwise take a moment to pray with somebody next to you Amen. God bless thank you Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.